0: Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.
3: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
4: I thought
3: in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
2: Y'all know what The million bucks, bucks, Dime things in its cups. Mm-hmm. God tell me who could it be?
5: For Steve Harvey. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
6: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. <laughs> <laughs> girl, 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 she, Oh you join yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: Come
2: on, do your thing, Big Daddy. Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> one and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. How good is God? How good is God? I just got to ask you to have you thought about it. I mean, man, it's, 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 it's all. Oh, okay, 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 here it is. This one is really good today. Because this one, it took me years and years and years to understand it. I mean, to really get my mind around it. What took me years and years and years to fully understand. You can get your mind wrapped around this, really, man, if you really focus. Mm, Within three days, if if you're a little slow, it might take you a couple of weeks. Okay, but now listen to me. What what I'm going to share with you took me years and years and years to really understand it. But if you can wrap your mind around it, you can grasp this concept and, and master it in three days. Like you said, if you're a little slow, if you need a little extra convincing is what I mean by that then probably a couple weeks. And then the rest of you just won't get this at all. And I understand that. There's a scripture that says the poor will always be amongst us. And you know why I think, I don't know this for a fact, but I think he covered all the grounds in the Bible. And I think one of the reasons he put that in there because he knew in a lot of people's shortcomings and the way they were going to think, they, that they weren't going to buy into the belief system that they weren't going to buy into the fact that if he came, he came to give you life more abundantly, that they weren't going to buy into the fact that miracles can happen for them too. They're not going to buy into the fact that if that, if that these people with these wonderful lives, that that can apply to them. I think God knew that. I'm not saying I know that, but I think that scripture in there, the poor will always be amongst us. It's because I just, I, I don't know, man, maybe he knew all of us wasn't gonna believe, all of us wasn't gonna receive, and all of us wasn't gonna think it was possible. So maybe it's in there for that. But he covers everything. Now, here's, here's the thing that took me a long time to wrap my mind around. It is the concept of gratitude. All right, let me tell you wh- what, 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 what what I come to came to the understanding so you can begin the process today. Gratitude and the lack of of it, okay, you listening, is one of the biggest blessing blockers there is. Man, did you, uh, do you, listen to me. It took me years and years and years to come to this realization. I'm gonna give it to you, and if you're smart, you can really wrap your mind around this thing in a matter of days if you focus on it, and in two weeks, you could have this thing mastered. But gratitude is, And the lack of it is one of the biggest blessing blockers there is. Now, gratitude is just what it is. It's being thankful or grateful for something or someone and and, and some event that's, that's an occurrence in your life. It's just having the overall attitude of gratefulness, thankfulness, thankfulness, gratitude for what you have. If you can become extremely grateful and thankful for what you have, you then open up the lanes for you to receive more. But your lack of gratitude sometimes and our lack of gratitude causes the blessings that could flow our way to be blocked. Here's how you block your blessings. This is the cold part, man. Here's the part that I didn't get. If you are not thankful for what you have, if you are not grateful for what you have, why? This This is just common sense now. Why would God give you some more stuff for you then not to be grateful thankful and appreciative of why would he do that what it does not make any sense it goes against him it goes against the law of attraction it goes against everything that makes sense you cannot push away something and attract it 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 don't work you either pushing or you pulling you either giving or you receiving What, what which one you doing here You either run in your mouth or you quiet. Humming, humming counts as, humming doesn't count as quiet. Well, I close my mouth and I hum. That don't count as quiet. See, so stop looking for the loopholes. The lack of gratitude is one of the biggest blessing blockers that there is. Man, why would God give you some more stuff? to not be grateful for. Have you ever just looked at it that way? Maybe you don't have any more than you have because you're not really, really thankful and appreciative or show gratitude for what you have had or what you do have. Now, you're sitting out there saying, okay, well, how do you do that, Steve, when you don't have all you want? How do you show gratitude when you don't have all you want. This is very simple. You show the gratitude, the appreciation, and the thankfulness, not for what you want, for what you have. Then if you really master the concept, when you ask God for something, you thank him in advance for sending it to you so you can sit over here and have a cold ability to receive. Man, this thing is not a magic trick. It's a mental adjustment that we have to make in order to get where we want. Look, man, the lack of gratitude is one of the biggest blessing blockers that is. Think about it for a second. Think about if you don't have all you want, when the last time you thanked him for all you have, I mean really took inventory of your life and really thanked him for the ability to speak your mind. Walking, healing, for friendship, for your family, for keeping angels camped around you, for watching over your children, for your parents still being here. Man, for even having a parents, even if you lost them, for the things they taught you. For being able to see the sun every day. It's cats locked away, man. Don't even get to see the sun. You ain't you ain't even grateful for that. But then if you locked away, ain't you grateful that you still here? Come on, man. Everybody got something to be grateful for because all the dirt I did, I should be in the worst position that I am. But even if you locked up, all you did, you could be worse off now. Think about it. Everybody got something to be grateful for. But if you in that old woe is me mindset, the, oh, Lord, I just can't seem to get it together. And these bills keep coming. Yeah, they keep coming because you keep attracting them. Lord, Lord, I'm so sick of this debt. Lord, help me get out of debt. Well, you just attracted some more debt to get out of. You keep speaking stuff out into space in the universe. And you keep speaking stuff into existence in your life. I can't ever seem to find a. all men and his dogs. Well, here come another one. I can't find nobody to treat me right. Here come another one that ain't going to treat you right. When you going to change the way you think? You got to get your mind right, man. Gratitude, the lack of gratitude is one of the biggest blessing blockers there is. Stop blocking your blessings, man. Be grateful for every little thing you have. You'll open up the windows for more to come in. You're
3: listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, everybody, let me have your attention, please. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. My name is Steve. Yeah. Steve Harvey morning show consists of a team, though. It just carries my name simply because Tommy didn't want his name on it. My credit. Well, he did want it on there (laughs) early on, but ain't nobody know him, so we didn't, we took it
6: off. He said his credit was bad at the time. (laughs) (laughs) You needed a cosigner, Tommy. I
2: needed a cosigner. My credit. So the only one who could buy the sign was me. Yes. (laughs) Thus we had the Steve Harvey Morning Show, based on just you know, just something about it. It was
5: the
0: Steve and Tommy Morning
2: Show. No, it was a, it was it was a Tommy Little Tommy. Tommy Morning Show. Oh. Then he fought so hard to get the little took off, but the sign had already been made. Oh no! Now in order to change, take the little off of it, lure. they wanted three thousand more. He didn't have it, <laughs> so I went in there and made a bigger sign with the Steve Harvey Morning Show on it. Everybody looked at and said, well, we just go with that? <laughs> so that's how that came about. That's what happened. Yeah, because the person was the little Tommy morning show. Oh, okay. Sounded good. He fought so hard trying to get that little off there. Little. That's right. I lost his whole gig. I like little. getting about little. Little. L-I-L. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't saying nothing to all this. Uh-huh, little be, be true. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. Good <laughs> morning, Good morning, Carla.
6: Hey Steve. Hey Chris. Junior Doggett.
2: Morning up. What's up, little, little Tommy?
4: Top top. Good morning.
2: <laughs> You're not oh, here for oh, it today. Top Are you... top. He's Hashtag not... 2018. He's not here for it today. Sounds like doing good. Yeah, oh, that'd be all right though.
6: Mm-hmm. He is doing
2: good. I think your nephew. Yeah, is,
6: is much calmer. I'm proud of him though.
4: Yeah.
7: We're almost at the end of March, first quarter. Right.
4: All right first now. First quarter, man.
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: <laughs> how, many, how many more days I
5: got? Almost <laughs> uh-huh. at the end
6: of March. Yeah, uh-huh. Steve. Yeah, this is the yeah. last week of March. It's moving, uh-huh. man. Yeah.
4: You ain't talked
0: to him, Steve. What? Mentoring? No. Oh,
6: yeah. No. Well, he tried yesterday,
7: though, on the I air. mentored that... yesterday yeah. on the air. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it I had to that.
2: be live, it was forced mentoring. Yeah. He, yeah, he didn't ask. He for it. I just took it you upon myself. You could no yeah, longer stand in. by. No, and just I watch him. Yeah, throw this out the window. <laughs> I said, I say, I say, I say, I I I I, I say, I say, boy, <laughs> I had the fog horn, leg horn him. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah.
7: Well, it worked out, huh, Tommy? You listened. You were happy, right, with the advice yeah, yeah, your good. uncle
4: gave you? Yeah. Mm, very Good. Hmm. I have to digest it, you know. When you say something, I have to digest it, and then I tell it to myself again later that evening after we even got a, you know. Well, it
7: was just about
4: your enthusiasm for
7: promoting your shows. That's all.
4: I know. I know what it was about, Shirley. Um, <laughs> Don't get mad
7: at me. I'm the mess I'm, I'm, you, I'm, right? I'm not angry. you no, snapping. Man. Hashtag no, I'm not. Stop that. Obviously.
4: You guys are trying to, no, stop that. <laughs> You're trying to find that button. No, we're not going to do it. Oh, I want to find it, though. <laughs> no, I know where it is. <laughs> oh, I want to find that button. <laughs> My <laughs> wife knows where it
2: is. <laughs> all
7: right, all right, nephew, how about this? Uh, coming up, we're going to, it's something funny, we're going to uh, change it to Ask Steve.
2: Yeah, let's
7: go. All right. Let's get this thing started. (laughs) All right. So uh, we'll be back at 32 after with Ask Steve.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Steve. Shut up,
2: Tommy. We're on the air. How dare you?
7: Steve, we're live. All right. Listen, um, as promised, we're going to do an Ask Steve session and – uh, Tommy, I think you wanted to ask Steve. This is a perfect time to ask him some mentoring questions if I you I don't like.
4: have no mentoring questions. You keep you keep pressing this issue. I don't I
7: keep pressing the issue. Yeah. It's ask Steve. What better time to do it? Yeah. I
6: mean really.
2: You, <laughs> you don't do have any questions man. for
4: him? I do not at all. I'm I'm good right now, guys.
6: Well why did you want to be I mentored don't. in the first place? Yes, then. This is crazy.
4: Uh, uh. Am I near the button? Because that's what I want to be. I know. Right up on the side
7: of it. All right. Well, uh, Junior, you have a question for Steve right now. Since I,
0: yeah, I got a question. Okay, for Okay, uh, come on. Uh. What yeah. is this situation with Stormy Daniels and everything? Is there anything you think the president should say if he could say
2: it? No, I don't think he should say a damn thing. I think he should be church mouse quiet. <laughs> well, he is that. <laughs> and that's what he should do because all he can do is make it worse. This has to go away, folks. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Th- this, this is who he is. Yeah. This is what he did, and he did it years ago. Now you come back with some hush money right before the presidential campaign. When you think he' supposed to pay it? You'd have never <laughs> Wait, got man, no hush money if he wasn't. <laughs> I'll you. <laughs> <laughs> when you think he' supposed to pay it? <laughs> if he wasn't running for president, he wouldn't be offering her a damn quarter. <laughs> <laughs> tell it. <laughs> What do you think he's supposed to Man, pay? Man, everybody tripping. Is there a time when you're supposed to pay a porn star hush money? Uh, yeah, you know, this lawyer talking about it was convenient. Oh, well, you mean to tell me he just all of a sudden thought to pay it? Mm. No, he wasn't going to pay her a quarter. Mm. He wasn't going to pay the playgirl play no money. This is all this is. You know, Let's move on to something else.
7: Well, I will say that you were the first one to talk about him and all the women that they would come out. But yes. He ran, he ran and won anyway. And you know, in spite of all of that or because of all of that, who knows.
2: You know, yeah, really you, you so You did point it out. Why are we discussing this? Who really cares? It's interesting. Well, did he did he use campaign money on, it though? No, they can't prove that. Look, his lawyer Cohen, got 130,000. Dog, so these right. people rich. Okay. See, y'all See they got this 130,000. They keep showing it, on CNN cuz they showing it to regular people. Rich people know 130,000 ain't no money. Y'all got that number gas way up too high. Dude got a billion dollars, you get 130. What, man, please. <laughs>
7: yeah. Even hmm. she said the money was low, low, low. Stormy Daniels said that. Well, even well, that she said it was, was
4: low. <laughs> yeah.
2: She said it was low now. <laughs> mm. She was happy with that 130. <laughs> 130 can change your life, man. Let's be That's real a, about it. But it don't a, affect mm. his life. mm at all. Next question. Yeah. It's that, such a n- weird number, though, 130, not, not yeah.
6: 150. Right, not, not one.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. 150 was on the table. They they offered a 50.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're saying it started right. at 50,000?
2: No, see, listen, this is how negotiations work. Okay. Stormy Nim said we want 200,000. Stormy Nim. <laughs> they said, we'll give you 50. She said, no, we'll take, we'll take 175. We said, we'll give you 75.
0: <laughs> they gonna work. They gonna meet right they here said, in the no, middle. No, 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 no.
2: We we want one sixty. They came back and said we'll give you hundred. They went back and forth. Then they said, Hey, guess what? We'll meet in the middle. If we want to give you hundred. You want one sixty? We will give you one thirty. We meet in the middle. Let's compromise. Let's, let's close this deal. Mm-hmm. You, and guess what they did? They said yes. Mm-hmm. They negotiated this fee. I promise you, they did. And this sounds like Netflix. And ahead. she took the money, <laughs> and it was all good. And she's given several statements. That she never slept with the man. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then yeah. she gave some statements that no, this was not a. So, where we at now? Really, this is political. Mm-hmm. They trying to hang well, some. Don't, yeah, don't, right, don't care. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. When his supporters don't care, man. This really, really, they don't care, and I'm starting not to care either. I was interested. because listening to a porn star on TV just on sixty minutes now. Porn star on sixty minutes. <laughs> I'm interested, and so was everybody else. The highest yeah. rated show since the Obamas was on. That. Yeah. yeah. So I got it. Now I was glued to the set. Couldn't wait to hear her talk. Mm-hmm. Like the way they tried to dress her down, though. Uh, well, Ooh, no, what we ain't gonna like... do is have you in here looking like a porn star. Take all that blue off your eyes. <laughs> To take all that blue, take them eyelashes you. off. You ain't finna come, you finna come in here, look like somebody's mama. <laughs> well,
7: she <laughs> is a yeah, she is a mom. Yeah, <laughs> a
2: but none of her other pictures look like a mama. Uh huh. <laughs>
6: look
7: and like a She's a wife. Yeah, she's
6: me. Yeah. Okay.
2: Here's another question What if, if all, all of is it this was, was just about this nah, nah. Yeah. president okay. Barack Obama? What if it was him?
6: Oh, stop.
2: Oh, they to drug him out to the Rose Garden and. Put a blindfold on him in the front of a firing squad.
7: Oh, but oh, yeah, Yeah. boy,
2: please. Hmm. This Please. Is a, this is a question I love to ask This too, would be Steve. the most diabolical thing ever to enter the White House. Yeah. Skip yeah. them presidents that got sworn in with Klansmen in there. Right. I ain't going to mm-hmm. mention that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama with a porn star. Are yeah. you kidding me? But the real story would have been Shelly. <laughs> That's been the worst. Oh, Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> First Lady. The yeah. <laughs> you would <just> have saw it. <laughs> the discomfort.
7: <laughs> wow. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be the only thing, Steve, but it's always so interesting, and we love hearing your take on these things. Cause it's not a
2: problem. Anything else before we go, we got 45 seconds. Tommy, come on. I don't have no. He don't have no questions. He don't want he I thought no you questions. had a question. I hate he You just no. said you. All he wants to hear a- about is porn star. The boy needs <laughs> it. Well, look. If look, anybody would have questions, it'd wise? be him.
7: Well, oh well,
2: does he does he think he needs mentoring? That's the question. Yes. He know he do. What? To get to the next level, Magic Johnson was on my show. When we come back, I'm going to tell you Thank what Magic Johnson said yesterday, and it applied directly to Tommy Jr. came up to me yeah. and said, wow, I wish Tommy had heard this. And I'll tell you what that is right after Magic been talking about me? No, he wasn't talking about you. But he was. we're also—he don't know you. We're also going to have a
7: prank run back by the nephew as well. <laughs> run that prank back coming
3: up. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to discuss. Stormy Daniels, again, she is in the news. She was partying in Dallas with her husband and her friends on Monday, right after the 60 Minutes interview. (laughs) I was kicking (laughs) it. Plus, Miss Ann will have today's national news. But right now, uh, Steve, you had something before we get to uh, Tommy's Run That Prank back.
2: Magic Johnson will be on the show today. Well, I tell y'all at the top of the hour, stick around. Okay. Magic Johnson's indirect message to nephew Tommy. <laughs> all okay. right. I'll accept that with open arms.
4: Right now, I got comb and brush for you, though. That's how we run a prank <laughs> back. Comb
8: good. and brush. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach uh, Mister. Yeah. This. Hey, listen. My name uh, Sean. Uh. Did you have a uncle that passed away named? Yep. Uh huh. All right. He your uncle, right? Yeah, that's my uncle. We, we we read him about three and a half months ago. Right. The reason why I was calling was, I'm the person that actually cut your uncle hair when he passed away. Okay. So... Uh, reason why I was calling uh-huh. is uh, the situation is when I cut his hair, and, and I know you don't know the history about me, but my, my daddy and my granddaddy was, was barbers. We are barbers. Okay. Get, I so, mean, come on, bro. Get down to the bottom because you're talking about my uncle, man, and I'm trying to see what's going on for real. Okay. And I'm sorry to call you like this, but what I am telling you is that my, my granddaddy and my daddy, they, they had passed down a brush and a cone to me. Okay. That is, is like a... Sentimental value, okay. But for the for the last two three months, I ain't been able to find the, the the comb and the brush that I used when I had cut his hair. Okay, so okay, go ahead. And what I was trying to call and tell you was that I can't find it, and I'm almost certain what what I'm trying to. Okay, what, is, I'm okay what I'm okay, what I mean, case so 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 what can I do to help you find comb brush, father? That's what I'm saying. When I did Mr. And and edged it up at the funeral home. That's the last time I remember having it. But this was three months ago, man. Right, right. It was about three months ago. What I'm trying to say is, I left the comb and brush, and you know, went, went to the funeral home and did his hair. Okay. And I talked to the funeral home, and they told me that you know, if I'm trying to find the comb and brush, I got to get permission. Man, what him. color is the comb and brush? What's the color of the comb and They're brush? It's black. They both are black. The comb is black and oh. brush. You got all kind of combs that black and gold, man. No, 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 see what I'm saying is the comb and brush is black, and I know I lost it, but I'm almost certain on, about where it is. Okay, so if you certain about where it is, why you calling that's, me? That's the reason why I'm calling you, cause I'm almost certain I left it with him. You left it with my dead on. So, so I called funeral. home. They told me I need to call you in order to get permission to get it. Okay, you call a funeral home to get permission from me that you can go get the comb and brush. From where? The funeral? So you can go down there if they got it. No, 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 see the the, the comb and brush ain't with the funeral. home. The comb and brush is in there with your uncle. The what? The the comb and brush it is in the, the camp. Camp. Hold up, hold up, yeah. man. with. The, you, you, hold up! I mean, I do to say you got to say that again. What you well, What I'm trying to say to you is that the comb and brush is in. What I'm the, trying to say is just say what you're saying, I'm saying, saying man. it, man. That the comb and brush is in the casket with your uncle. If it's in there, it's six feet. Well, well, see, see, what I'm trying to say is that the comb and brush is sentimental value to me, bro. It couldn't have been too valuable if you lost it. What now? What it was got value. You know my work, so I just really got caught up in my work. Really, if you talk about Sheila left with my uncle, that's dead three months ago, man. What kind of is he talking about, homeboy? All I'm trying to do with you is see if if you don't mind approving for them to bring the body up so I can get the comb and brush. (laughs) You lost your mind i thinking for a comb, but but see, but what I'm trying to explain to you, this sentimental value. I'm trying to get y'all to bring the body up so I can get my comb and brush out of it. Cause like I say, my daddy and my granddaddy was bald. Dude, this whole thing is sentimental, man. You talking about my dead uncle, man? And you talking about bringing him up out of the ground for a comb, man? I just got these to stop crying around here. And I and I understand what y'all going through as as a family and stuff. See, man, I'm trying to just get my comb and brush, Hey, man, man and how you trying to go about doing this? I'll throw it off on boy. Because ain't nobody digging up no body to bring back no no brush, man. But you got me pissed off now, man. Because you're calling me talking stupid, man. you talking about putting on my, my uncle, man. Man, hey, man. man, that's not good, man. Man, I ain't trying to start no... Co- you talking about comb and brush, man. All these Walmart's right now. Okay, but I understand all that, but this is sentimental value, man. Well, this, this is sentimental to me, man. This something that my, my People love sentimental me. to me, okay? That was my favorite uncle, man. Okay, you talking about pulling up this body, man. I got, <laughs> oh boy. Hey, man, man, I'm not, I don't want no, no. If you been cutting my uncle there that long, man, you should know how he got played, man. And we don't get out like this here, man. I, man, I ain't finna sit here and argue with you. Look, I got some people. It ain't no argument. I got some people that's here. <laughs> I mean, where you stay at, man? Okay, let me say this, man. I got some people that's here with me right now. You know, some of my friends, and we got some shovels. So I can actually go over there and, and go on and get the comb you and brush it And in the morning, ain't nobody going to even no, know it. You ain't going to go get, get now, but a s*** whooping at all, boy. Say what? You don't get s*** but a s*** whooping. You're going to dig up a s*** whooping. So go and get a comb and a comb. I got some several, too. You talking about going to the cemetery and trying to dig up my Hey, man, I'm going to go on and tell you this right here. What with you, l-? Hey, man, I'm trying to get my comb and brush back. I ain't trying to have no problems with you. But I want my comb and brush. What the hell do you think you're talking to, man? Go to Walgreens. Go to Walgreens. Go to Walmart. Go to Safeco. They got him. F*** my I hey, ain't man, ain't nobody. This ain't even about your uncle. This more than that. This, and this you ain't even got no f***ing room to be hollering at me. All ain't nobody hollering at you, man. All I'm telling you is I got a comb and brush in your uncle's casket, And I want my brush. Right. Well, you dig what you might want to dig, too. Say what? I'm gonna do and you're gonna fall right over in there. yeah? So what you do? You trying to dig a grave for me? Yeah, do you know how long it's been I've been trying to get these s out of here? Stop crying and shit, man. F up, man. I dare <laughs> you to with his body. I dare you to with his baby. man. F up, boy. I understand what you're going to do. I do. Man, who the f <laughs> is this? Man, I told you, I know I'm crying. Hey. <laughs> And I want my... You sound p- like a b- come on, digging on somebody's body, man. Over comb and a brush. I I got it. I just tried to call you like a man. Because I want to get the comb and brush. And I didn't want to go without getting your permission. Now if I got to go without getting your permission, no, I will. i cry with me, b- You don't know me. The cry with me, Yeah, just cry with me, It's sentimental to me. Just cry with me, b- you know, your brother, your I wanna say something else to you. You ain't saying. Shit you. Are you listening? What? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy. Man. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you just got pranked by your boy. I think I needed that cry. <laughs> hey man, I gotta ask you, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? You know, like I know Steve Harvey <laughs> Morley. Did I, I get you, man? Oh, man. <laughs> there it is. Whoa. Come on
4: now. (laughs) That was good, Tommy. That was Oh, man. April 5th, 6th, 7th, The Nephew, Lexington, Kentucky. Comedy on Broadway. Tickets on sale right now.
7: All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Anna's going to be here with our national news.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: Yeah, uh, this story is going to remain in the news for a while. The president has his hands full with this one, and he hasn't said anything yet. Uh, also, there's another story in the Huffington Post. We are outraged. It talks about Sandra Bland, Freddie Gray, Sean Bell, Tamir Rice, and Alton Sterling. The list Here goes go on again, and on. Surely. Here we go again, yeah. Carla. The yeah. list goes yeah. on and on of black men, of women, and black children who have died as a result of encounters with law enforcement, and they receive no justice while those <laughs> responsible for their deaths, the same ones who pledge, you know, to protect and serve, uh, yeah. face little or no repercussions. That is ridiculous. It's sad. It, it's its just, it, it, it makes you so angry. It's like, you know, the, the, there's a vicious cycle. They kill us, yeah, and they get off. I mean, you know, bottom that's line. It. It's that's the same yeah.
6: cycle. That's it. Over Shirley. and over yeah.
7: and over again. We watch for justice. We plead for justice. You know, when we when we um, uh, protest for justice, saying black mm-hmm. lives matter, nothing happens. We get
6: criticized for that. And here we are again. Here we are again. Well, yesterday, the bad. Well, now you see. Let me say this Shirley, okay. Steve before you come in. Here we go again. Now you see why Colin Kaepernick, do you see why now he took a knee? Do you see why now he was kneeling? (laughs) This right here that happens over and over. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and it has
7: nothing to do with disrespecting the American flag or the men and women who are in our military. Okay. So yesterday, the Baton Rouge police officer uh, uh, will not face any charges in the shooting death of Alton Sterling. That was the news on yesterday. So, uh, Steve, I, you know, this is crazy, right? Another one? Come on.
2: No, That's but it. you and your That's grandmama it. backyard, though. Here's the problem. Nothing happens to these police. Yeah,
5: they're
7: because you're a
2: police, it does not give you an authority to murder someone. This is not against all police. I know a lot of really great police officers, but it's the few, the few that get through the cracks, those people that have those preconceived notions of black people. That ain't got no problem putting one down. Wanna <sighs> have something to do? Shoot a boy who ain't firing back. He didn't shoot the gun that you said he had. That he didn't have. He didn't make one aggressive move towards you, and it requires 20 shots. That's crazy. At one point in time. The Justice Department is going to have to get involved in all of these police shootings and take it off of the state level because what's, what's happening is if it stays on the state level, then the police department does their business. Mm-hmm. We've got to get it on federal level, and there has to start to be some type of ramifications and consequences for killing unarmed people. Maybe then it would force police departments everywhere to sharpen their training. There's got to be a way because all these people keep getting shot is black. Mm -hmm. And there's got to be a way to have some type of training. But once again, I'm going to say this. The problem with the training is if you notice when you look at gun ranges and all that, all the targets they shoot at, they black. They on white paper and they black. And I just think, man, I, that's just me. I just think there's a correlation there. That when you see the black figure, you produce the kill shot. Mm.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: It's target mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. It's yep. not policing at that point, it's just target practice. 20 times they shoot that's at ridiculous. this boy. Come on, man.
7: Steve, let's introduce
2: Miss Ann now. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody.
9: This is Antrip with the news. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Let's start out by saying the critics say no real surprise. Two white Baton Rouge, Louisiana cops who shot and killed a black man who was merely selling CDs on the street. Those cops will not face any charges at all. No criminal charges. The victim was Mr. Alton Sterling, and the Sterling family's attorney, Chris Stewart, strongly condemns the decision.
10: This man sold CDs in front of this convenience store every night to provide for his kids. He wasn't out there people, killing people, doing anything
9: like that. Cops say they were answering a call about a man waving a gun and threatening people with it. Alton Sterling had no gun in his hands and was not waving anything. He was shot six times, three times point blank in the back while police were holding him face down on the ground. And the video shows that. In the nation's capital, FBI agents and local police have arrested a suspect connected to the suspicious packages that have recently been sent to federal facilities and military sites in and around Washington, D.C. Authorities say the suspect is identified as 43-year-old Tran Kong Fan was arrested actually in Seattle, Washington, on Monday. Agents say the packages contain potentially explosive devices all seem to have been sent by the same person, so that's why they were zeroing in on on somebody. Meanwhile, officials say an investigation continues, agents looking to see if any other people were involved and if there were any more of those incendiary packages in the mail or around somewhere. Governments around the world are following the lead of the UK, US, Canada, and others and expelling Russian diplomats, and the NATO organization itself says it intends to expel seven Russian diplomats this week. Block the certification of three more and also cap the total number of staff they can keep there at 20. This is the second time, by the way, NATO has slashed the Russian presence in the group's headquarters after its annexation of Crimea in 2014. And while Obama, President Obama was in office, the maximum number of staff was cut from 50 to 30. Municipal workers in Atlanta finally able to turn their computers back on yesterday for the first time in almost a week. A cyber attack on the city government systems brought much of Atlanta's online services to a complete halt. For instance, court cases had to be rescheduled. A lot of city-related bills, like water bills and stuff, couldn't be calculated, couldn't be sent out. And the hackers were demanding $50,000 to rectify the situation. It was a real cyber attack, ransom cyber attack. Well, anyway, they got rid of that. They fixed it. But now they're looking for the attackers, the hackers. They say they know uh, who they're looking for, by the way. Finally, today is Holy Wednesday. officially marking the end of Holy Week. which so is Thursday, Good Friday, Saturday, and Easter Sunday. We'll be back with more entertainment and today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right,
7: here's the question everyone's asking on social media. Who bit Beyonce? Girl, this, what? Is, what? So this is a crazy story, right? Wait a minute. What, bit Beyonce? Shelly, what
2: are you talking about?
7: Okay, the story is still trending. It's crazy. Tiffany Haddish, we all know her. We love her. She spilled a little Mm -hmm. tea. She previously shared details of the night she met Beyonce in December. uh, And she says an unnamed actress acted flirty with Jay-Z. And Tiffany saw, quote, Beyonce came walking up. Get your hand off my man's chest. Tiffany expanded the story for GQ magazine saying, quote, there was this actress doing the mostest. She bit Beyonce in the face. After what? running, yes, this is what she's saying. Some actress, well-known actress, I don't know, I don't know if she's just starting out. I don't know, but she said this actress bit Beyonce in the face. So maybe she's been in to a find few things.
2: Out who
5: that is? Mhm. Mm.
7: And then Tiffany says she ran into the actress a few times through the night. Tiffany wanted to fight her.
4: Come on, Tiff. Come on, yeah. Tiff.
7: But she said Beyonce pleaded to leave the actress alone, who shall remain na- unnamed. We don't know who she is. Uh, she said that B is on drugs. She not even drunk. She not like that all the time. Just chill. Tiffany tried to explain to comedian Chris Spencer on the gram. Here it is. Take a listen.
5: Tiffany Haddish. Hey, what's up, y'all?
4: Tiffany, hmm? everybody out there wants to know, who bit Beyonce?
6: Well, okay, it was crazy because it was like the after party for the Jay-Z concert, right? Which mm-hmm. was super dope. And like, I ran into Beyonce, and Beyonce was like, did you enjoy the concert? And I was like, uh, yes, the concert was Instagram, popping.
10: It's Instagram, so we ain't got that much time. So just yeah, but
6: me, you got to know, like, Beyonce, she smells so good. She smelled That's like great. she smelled like, like coconuts. And so great business. to bite. Who bit her? Okay, so, this is the thing. Like, I was killing it at the party, right? And then she was like, did you enjoy I was like, the concert was super dope.
11: Like, your man be killing that game. You kill the game. Like, both of y'all is the dopest artist have... of all time to me.
4: Can you tell us real quick who bit Beyonce?
11: All right. Thank you.
6: So, the person who bit Beyonce was... Now, what? The car's here? No, 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 no. Come back and tell us. Tiffany, you don't
2: need to get the car away from you.
7: <laughs> so we though. still know nothing, yeah. right? We know nothing. She said Beyonce smells like so good, like hibiscus and
4: coconut. <laughs> is her. that why she got bit? I love Tiffany.
7: Because <laughs> she smells so good. So this well, is crazy, y'all. This is this crazy. Is really... But it is, yeah, it is trending, though. Who bit Beyonce? I don't know nothing about that. In the fame,
2: Man, yeah. do you know how bad, how fast that would leak if it was a famous actress? There's no way you can keep that a secret in Hollywood.
7: I know, but how are you so close to me, Steve, that you can actually bite me in my face? Well. So coming up at 34 after the hour, it is time once again to get serious. Uh, More injustices, no charges will be filed against two Baton Rouge police officers in the Elton Sterling case. Oh, this is so sad. Wow, we'll be back.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: Well, we just talked about this the other day with um, our good friend and family member, attorney Benjamin Crump, out there on the front lines fighting for us. We talked about the fatal shooting of an unarmed 22 year old man, Stefan Clark. Uh, you may have heard this story, I'm sure. He was shot 20 times by the Sacramento police, uh, Sacramento, <sighs> California. Yeah. And now here we are again with the Alton Sterling case. This one's, of course, out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Prosecutors in Louisiana said yesterday, on Tuesday, that the two Baton Rouge police officers that were responsible for his death will not be prosecuted for shooting and killing him. Alton Sterling was 37 years old. This happened uh, back in 2016. Uh, Sterling's I remember death, when yeah, this remember happened. This thing. I yeah, remember Star- this. It was yeah. the
6: summer. And uh, F- uh, Philando Castile shortly after that. Shortly In after Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah,
7: it was, it was a horrible, horrible year. Uh, yeah, Sterling's cool. death sparked, of course, a wave of protests over the officer's use of deadly force, an encounter that was caught in graphic detail. Now, they had video of this in graphic yeah. detail on video. Sterling pinned on the ground under two white police officers, had moments, moments, to live when uh, a bystander with a cell phone started recording. The cops were responding to a 911 call about a man selling CDs and waving a gun in front of a convenience store. The cops said later that Sterling resisted arrest, ignoring verbal commands, and, and was reaching for a gun in his pocket.
6: His shooting now, death... Now, do you remember, Shirley? Now, do you remember this, you guys? Shirley, Steve, mm-hmm. everybody, you remember the convenience store owner... Gave Alton Sterling permission, yeah. to sell CDs there. They had a relationship. Mm-hmm. He was he was a friend of the yeah. store owners. You guys remember this? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, uh, that's this what makes video, it even more,
7: yeah. Know, it, it, yeah, even worse. You know?
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the video is out right now on social media. SteveHarveyFM.com is circulating everywhere. People are looking at the video because the cops didn't release. S- s- there's more video that's being released now that people are seeing, but it's so heartbreaking to see Alton Sterling down on that ground like that. And for the police to shoot and kill him like that, yeah. it just was not necessary nope. to do that, nope. to nope. take his life like that. It just wasn't. I mean, he pleading for
7: his life, minutes, with minutes to live. Okay, so the cops were responding to a 911 call about a man selling CDs and waving a gun in front of a convenience store as we were saying the cops said later sterling resisted arrest ignoring verbal commands and was reaching for a gun in his pocket his shooting death sparked outrage in baton rouge louisiana and all over the country but officer blaine Salomoni salamani and fellow officer howie lake learned yesterday on tuesday that they will not face criminal charges Take a listen to the Sterling family's attorney's statement about demanding justice and accountability.
10: They will not be seeking any criminal charges in this matter. A lot of us weren't even surprised by his announcement. It takes courage to have political office. It takes courage to be a prosecutor. It takes courage to fight for justice. And we didn't see that in this situation. We were disappointed that he's not seeking justice. We were disappointed that they didn't even take it to a grand jury. We were disappointed in reading this very biased report that they didn't even follow up with a lot of the witnesses and re-interview them. And we know that the repercussions isn't getting violent, getting upset, it's getting you out of office. That's how you hold accountability. The only thing people care about is power. This was a political decision. So in order to respond, we will hold you politically accountable from city council, mayor, police chief, attorney general, whoever you may be if you aren't standing up for justice. People out there are getting smarter. We know that to hold you accountable is to get rid of your job if you're not going to step up.
2: It has to start to be some type of ramifications and consequences for killing unarmed people. Maybe then it would force police departments everywhere to sharpen their training. There's got to be a way, because all these people keep getting shot as black, mm-hmm. and there's got to be a way to have some type of training. But once again, I'm gonna say this. The problem with the training is, if you notice when you look at gun ranges and all that, all the targets they shoot at, they black.
5: Right.
2: And I just think, man, I, that's just me. I just think there's a correlation there. The nephew's coming up with a prank phone call. We'll be back.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey morning show.
7: Boy, it got hot in here, didn't it? All right, coming up at the top of the hour, <laughs> right about four minutes after uh it's today's strawberry letter. But up next, it is the nephew with the prank phone call.
4: Sure, I think this what is happening to everybody. I think uh-huh. this is happening to everybody. What? Yo, check bounce. Ooh. Mm. Mathematician, Ooh, Yeah. 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 <laughs> spell it. Mathematician. Math- yeah. Oh, spell you spelled it thug.
2: wrong. I stand corrected. Did I
4: spell it wrong. Yeah you, did, yeah, you that, yeah,
2: you did. man. you Yeah, you did. I called it. Yeah. You know, I spell better than he think.
7: Yeah, it's that "ma'am" that got him that time, Steve. When you couldn't spell "ma'am."
2: Well, I couldn't spell "was" one time. <laughs>
4: Don't tell nobody that. Oh, no, no. That. No, he couldn't. He said W-U-Z. I didn't
2: know that. Yeah, I was stuck. But I didn't but I want him to tell anybody that. <laughs> no, it's okay. We can tell everybody. See, I ain't shame my mind.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Your check bounced. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Uh, Hello, I'm trying to reach a Monica, Sister Monica, please. Who's calling? This is uh Brother Deshaun. I'm calling. Actually, I'm a member of um, Greater <laughs> Missionary Baptist Church.
11: How can I help
4: you? Calling you actually about the offering now. Did you, you I know you paid your tithes. Yeah, paid I pay a,
11: my tithes every Sunday.
4: Okay, now you paid a love offering as well, right?
11: Yes, I do.
4: Okay, now this past Sunday, um, uh, I'm looking at a check that you left us with the right, bank.
11: Right, right,
4: I sure did. I wrote a check Sunday. Okay, now the check, ma'am, was $250, am I correct?
11: Right, right, I wrote two checks for my tithes and the love offering, right. I wrote one for two fifty for the love
4: offering. Okay, now
11: what is this call regarding? Why are you calling me?
4: What what I wanted to tell you is that I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but your your check that you wrote for two fifty actually has bounced. And, you, and wait
11: a minute, you saying my check bounced for two hundred
4: and fifty dollars? Your check bounced. So what what I'm doing is calling you about recouping the two fifty, as well as you know you you cost us thirty dollars uh uh in bank fees but wait, wait
11: a minute now i wrote two checks i wrote a check for a hundred dollars did that one bounce
4: i don't see to it that, that that one bounced. all i know is the one that the love offering has
11: bounced well did you put them in at the same time because i wrote them at the same time
4: they all go in on monday ma'am now i didn't put them in at the same time i've been putting them in for the last two three years the problem is why would people minute, write these,
11: what, what is your name
4: i'm um, brother deshawn
11: and you was there this sunday
4: i was there I don't think it matters when I was there, ma'am. The problem is is that I didn't put these checks in, and I don't understand why y'all write these checks to the church. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, you write
11: these checks. There's a lot of people my write th- are good. Well, no, I don't well, write bad checks. Well, why do we one clear? Why the other one didn't clear?
4: Maybe you didn't have enough money for both of them to clear. What? The, what did you just say? Maybe you didn't have enough money in the bank for both of them to clear, and I don't
11: understand why people I write got these. I plenty che- money in the bank, and all my checks clear. I don't write no <laughs> rubber checks
4: well you wrote one on sunday and that's the problem how you I gonna try you to, to give a look
11: confused. wait a minute i think you got me confused with somebody else i don't write no bad checks
4: you done and wrote I'm trying this Trying to be nice to you i'm trying to be nice to you when can we expect the 250 plus the 30 dollars so and we 30 dollars that's the bank fees ma'am for the doggone check bouncing
11: my check didn't bounce I, i'm gonna check my bank and if my check clear, you're going to pay me $30 for calling me, harassing me about a $250 check bounce. I don't write no Why, d- b-
4: why would you checks. write checks? Well, you you want to sit up in the church and write these big number checks when you know you ain't got it in the bank. What, what the f- did you say? I said, why would you write these checks when the money ain't in now?
11: Let me tell you one thing. I don't write no bad checks and you got a lot of calling me, telling me my check bounced. Your check is the one that has bounced. And I'll you... tell you what you do. Since my check bounced, you paid them. since you got all the money. And don't call me with this again.
4: Hello? Don't you hang up on me no more. When are, when are we going to get this 250 and this $30? Who is that keep
0: calling
11: you? Somebody from the church tell me I wrote a bad check. I don't write no... You did write a check. bad check! I didn't write no bad check. Yes, you did! Wait a did. minute are you calling me why the treasure don't call me at church the treasure is the deacon, i ain't never know the deacon call nobody about no bad check your <laughs> is full of <laughs> and <laughs> and the thank you you got the money I I ain't the got, I, who in the hell is that in the background who is that never mind who it is we both go to the same church. And you gonna call me to my I wrote a bad check. You don't you call me no more. And if the check bad, you pay it, okay? Do Pastor know you talking like this? Do Pastor know you calling me? Can you answer that? I, look. When are we gonna
4: get this? Two hundred and eighty dollars is what we looking for from you.
11: I wrote a check for two fifty, and we'll not get two eighty. You, you re- put the $30 with it.
4: You put 250 in there, it bounced. $30 cost us on bank fees. That's 280 When can the
11: church expect they money? Never. Not no 280 You will never get $280. you are going to make me and come by your... Then, but, and my check then... But, what did you say? I'm going to do what? You're going to make me come by your house and get this money. Bring your... ...on. Bring it. Bring your... ...on.
4: What is the address on Look this on check? The check? I got it off the
11: check. Well, bring, you- bring your... ...on. I bet you you'll be limping back.
4: I'm, and I'm watching you. You better not be spending no money nowhere. You better not spend nothing till I get this two fifty plus spend thirty. I'm whatever I
11: <laughs> want to. Okay? No, no you. And don't, you yes know what? I am, and you don't call me no more with this. <laughs> because my check did not bounce. I don't see how one check went through and the other bounced.
4: Let me say this to you: We cannot accept you back into the house of the Lord no more until. What did you say? You
11: are not. Ex- don't you come in there Sunday until I'm we get. I'm coming t- up in there Sunday, and uh, I'm gonna make sure I find your. 'Cause you the person I wanna see. You ghost uh, And you know what? I'm gonna call the pastor right now and ask him. Because I don't believe my check bounced. You full of What well, let me say this before you call Pastor. I no, got No no, I'ma call Pastor. No, you should've talked with Pastor before you call me with this information. I got one more thing I need well, to so say you, to you. You ain't got nothing to say to me. You done upset me with this, I, this. talking about I bounced a check. You should have went to Pastor before you call me with this. I told Pastor when I get but I got one more thing to say before I leave. Is you listening? What, what do you got to say to me? What do you have to say now that you're going to pay the check? This is Nephew
4: Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend. <laughs> what you, wait,
11: what did you say?
4: <laughs> baby, this what is. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I say this is Nephew Tommy, baby, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your girlfriend has pranked you.
11: I'm going to beat that <laughs> She just left here flying out the door in a hurt. No, she didn't. I'm going <laughs> to
4: that <laughs> Let me ask you one more thing, though, baby. What is the baddest radio show in the land?
11: The Steve Harvey Morning <laughs> Show. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God.
4: Yeah, that was classic. That was classic. <laughs> that is a check bounce. What's the biggest check y'all ever bounced?
6: Oh, well. <laughs> oh, Back in the telecheck days. Oh <laughs> <y'all remember that? laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Baby. Remember those Chase days? It. Dang.
2: Answer the question. What's the biggest check you ever bounced? $400. Oh. Call her first.
0: Yeah. Probably
4: yeah.
6: about uh, maybe about
2: 400. $400.
4: Yeah. Oh, hell, they wasn't yeah.
0: even looking for you. Junior? Yeah, about $400. I ain't I ain't Yeah. Uh, I ain't I just got some money.
6: That's what I'm saying, <laughs> Junior.
0: <laughs>
7: yeah. I surely Five years. I'm thinking probably about uh, I don't know about a thousand something. Dang. Yeah, it was five? a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, sure. That's yeah, good. I made up for. I made. I. Mm-hmm, I got it right. Was she scared? Yeah.
4: No, I, I didn't. No, though. no, I didn't no. forget to move some money from one account Ex- to another. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I didn't. About exactly. five thousand something. Wow. Yeah, All right, come on
5: big on. dog, but big dog. Here
2: we go. <laughs> All ain't even scratch his surface. I am
4: supposed
2: to be listening to 400. You, can't believe. you I wish. <laughs> uh, I wrote I I wrote a check to pay something off. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Didn't have I didn't have a dollar in the account. I wrote it off the wrong account. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm paid it off, and was talking to the man crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now that what I, I mean. really believe, I really believe that. Sitting up in there calling me, man, i paid pay this damn thing, and you can quit calling me about this here. I forgot, um, here go your damn money, <laughs> $86,000. Whoa! Whoa. Oh, wasn't a quarter in that account. <gasps> oh man, coming but talking up- loud, boy that man called me back, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, Steve, the Mr. strawberry letter. Mr. Harvey. <laughs> 86,000. That's how he
3: started. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: Coming up at 40 minutes after the hour, uh, actor and singer Jesse Smollett. You know him from Empire. Uh, he plays Jamal Lyon on Empire. The Lions are back, and Jesse
6: Smollett will tell us all about it at 40 after the hour, all right, guys, now according to TMZ, the mystery biter is Sanaa Lathan. Girl, this, what's is, what's some crazy? this is a crazy story, now, right? Sanaa, she tweeted out a, a tweet saying uh, the denial. She's saying, Y'all are funny. Under no circumstances did I bite Beyonce. And if I did, it would have been a love bite.
7: Okay, right now it is time for today's strawberry letter. But now, sh- listen. Sure. Yeah.
4: Before we do that letter, can he spell one more word?
6: Oh, we started a spelling bee random yeah. last hour oh, with man, Steve and Pat. Tommy.
2: I told you I couldn't spell that good, but I done spelled everything they asked me spell to. You well. the one messing up. I missed one. Give <laughs> sure. him t- give him another word, Shit. Man.
7: Uh let's see. Let me give you another word. Uh disclosure. That's easy.
2: Disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you better <laughs> sound it out. Sound it out. D-I-S-C-L-O-S-U-R-E. Mm-hmm.
6: Man. Ding, ding, ding.
0: You're he good. You're good. That's You're it? Good.
2: Yep. What you asking for? He, he got, got it? it. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting right up here. Yeah.
5: I sounded
2: hard. it out. Disclose sure. <laughs> sounded <laughs> it out. Walked it on down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. All right. Mathematician. I'm <laughs> sure you shall say how you say math? <laughs> Carla, you have another word? I do. One for We're Tommy? Tommy.
4: Mm-hmm. No, you be trying to make math oh,
2: hard. No, your words don't be hard. They're not Mathematician? Not right. Damn. Yeah, okay, Steve, would you calm down? He the dumbest. Why is <laughs> he so aggressive with I've ever met. He always throwing that damn degree up in my face. I texted him <laughs> first. Black. All right, listen. It's, Major. it's time they to go to the letter.
7: With a degree I ever seen. Remember, if you have a situation, you need to strawberry
4: left. <laughs> It listen,
2: let me get this out. S T R A W B E R R Y L E T T E R, fool.
6: Yeah, if you have a situation. N-Word.
2: <laughs> Please, listen, <It> guys.
7: W O R D. <laughs> Please submit your strawberry letter to SteveHarveyFM.com. We could very well read your letter on the air. Let's go, nephew. Bundle up and hold on tight. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Subject, love or principles. Good morning, everyone. Steve, I know you like to turn every problem into a joke, but please be kind. I'm a 39 year old black male who turned his life around 10 years ago when I left the street life and joined the Nation of Islam. Since then, okay. I've spent most of my free time in the community making a difference and helping the youth of today overcome their obstacles to become successful adults. While being involved with Single Mother Learning Annex, I meet another young lady that had volunteered to help with the program. She is so full of life. She's yeah. gentle, smart, and beautiful, and really has herself to together. People just love her. She just has a way that makes everyone around her special because she is so genuine and pleasant. I have completely fallen for her. We have so many of the same views on life and the world that when I'm with her, she makes me feel 10 feet tall. We are not in a relationship or have never messed around, but I want her badly. But not just in a sexual way, but fully in a spiritual I want her to be by my side forever way.
2: Okay, Shirley, okay, what's the problem? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Hold tight. Here Here
7: we go, here we go now <laughs> of course there is an issue or I wouldn't be writing you ready Steve yeah she is white so now I'm stuck between a rock white. and a hard place yeah she white, she white.
2: Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gonna give me this letter
7: I told you, the oh. nation and most of the folks yes, that uh, say that, that line I, again. The nation uh-huh. and most of the folks that I fight the everyday battle uh-huh. with. Yeah. In white America, be quiet, Tommy. In white America, know <laughs> and love her, yes. but I know that it still would not be cool to them that me and her would be together. I'm so torn from what I have built and been a part of for the last 10 years and my love for this woman. Where do I go from here? Man. <laughs> I
5: told you it was good.
7: Oh, sure, oh, we got... We ain't got I time. I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> all right. Well, let, let me just say this: To where do I go from here? I'll, I'll let Steve take it from here. But, but love has no color. You got to know that. I mean, God created yeah, okay. everybody. I'm glad uh, that you had. That I'm glad that you turned your life around and all uh, of that. But you know, the heart loves who it loves. I the brothers at the mosque—they may not be too happy about this situation. Yeah. But, but love is a beautiful thing, and this is your life, mm. and this is your love. So don't right. let anyone—I don't care who. Who it is steal your joy steve <laughs> i gave you all the time you needed hopefully. this letter right here i ain't even had
2: time to go over this letter i'm in shock i oh, know here's a man how you really think i'm feeling right now just at the opening line i'm 39 year old black male who has turned his life around 10 years ago from street life and joined the nation of islam Mm. Yes, Lord. I'm not an expert on the nation. Uh, He'd been working in the community. Then he got involved with a single mother learning that next. Then he met this young lady, volunteered with the program, full of life. She's so gentle and smart and beautiful. Really got herself together. People just love her to death. Mm-hmm. She just makes everybody around her feel so special because she's so genuine and pleasant. And I have completely fallen for her. So many of the same views on life and the world. I'm with her. She makes me feel 10 feet tall. Come on, brother. (laughs) We are not in a relationship or have ever messed around. But I want her badly. (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) But not just in a sexual way, but fully in a spiritual. Oh, that's complete love. Yeah. I want her to be by my side forever. That's from now on. Sound like wedding bells to me. Me too. Read this letter, Steve. Of course there is <laughs> an issue it. or I wouldn't be writing.
5: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
2: She is white. oh <laughs>
4: Friends of Brother Johnson. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh no, you
2: didn't! (laughs) I'll be damned. Did you say white? Oh lord! See, you (laughs) y'all must understand the dilemma he in. Are you referring as in Snow White? Yeah. I'm just trying to make what white you talking about? You talking about like the bright white smile center?
4: Lily white?
2: (laughs) Uh, you, you mean pearl white?
4: Yes. An old bright, lady baby. with white hair white.
2: Yes. If that's the white you're talking about, when we come back, yes. I have news for you. <laughs> come
3: on, a- you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: All right, Steve, come on, let's go with part two of your response to today's Strawberry Letter.
2: I don't want this woman in just a sexual way. This is a brother who's at 39, member of the Nation of Islam, met this woman at this single mother learning next who's full of life, gentle, smart, beautiful, really has herself together. People love her. She's just a way of making everybody around her feel special, so genuine and pleasant, completely falling for her. We have so many of the same views of life that the world, that when I'm not, she makes me feel 10 feet tall. We're not in a relationship, no, have never messed around, but I want her badly, but not in a sexual way, but fully in a spiritual way. I want her to be by my side for, for forever. Of course nice. there is an issue or I wouldn't be writing. She is white right there. Take your time. Uh, Snow white. The bright <laughs> white smile center where when you open your mouth and talk, people got to put on blue block of sunglasses. <laughs> Come on. He says right after that, so now I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. You need to correct that sentence right there. <laughs> well, your ass is you between watch. a rock and a rock. <laughs> That's too hard. <laughs> you ain't by in by a hard place. Rock. I don't know which one you call in a hard place, but you're between two rocks, part. Two boulders. Because your next <laughs> statement kills it for me. He says, the nation and most of the folks that I fight the everyday battle with in white America. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Did you declare in your letter that you are fighting a battle against white America? (laughs) Now you're going to bring white to the house. (laughs) Come on, Steve. (laughs) You finna move white in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now if you're considering you're fighting a battle every day with white America, you're gonna move white in with you. Guess who's coming to them? Now, <laughs> now everybody loves her, but I mm-hmm. know that it would still not be cool to them that me and her would be together. Who you talking about? <laughs> it wouldn't be right cool down. with who? Cause it's sadly cool with me. Where do I go from here? Well, I got some suggestions. First of all, Ah. let's look at the dilemma that you're going to face when you marry this girl because that's what you're going to do. Because you so strong on this girl, it didn't cause you to write a national letter. Now, I don't right. know how you figure the people that hearing this ain't going to know who you are. <laughs> you 39, you black, That's you it. in the nation, you work at a single-lady complex, they going to nail this down right away. And you're always over there in the white girl face. <laughs> now, how they girl, ain't going to figure this out? You done gave her bean pies for her birthday. <laughs> you done taught her how to read the final call. You just <laughs> up in here, y'all sharing issues. She Y'all know got how to tie everything. A come, Now, nah, you done showed her how to tie a bow tie. <laughs> she, matter of fact, they got a picture of her tying your bow tie. No. Matter of fact, she's selling some papers for you. <laughs> but then, let me, now let's suppose you marry her. How do you put Becky X on the <laughs> marriage certificate? <laughs> Kevin Mohammed. I'm just trying to go over the name. Susie Mohammed. Come on. Cindy Mohammed. Uh huh. Amy X. Yes. Julie X. And here's the biggie, Barbie what? X. I didn't I don't land know. on Barbie. Barbie landed how? on me. I don't know how you gonna sell this one, homie. But ain't no need of you talking about Steve turn everything into a joke.
6: You got to bamboozle. Him. You got to. But you
2: can't get hoodwinked. <laughs> You can't be bamboozled. Okay. And you certainly ain't finna bamboozle your boys. See, I'm just repeating what's in his letter. See, I don't care who he married. I think y'all to marry whoever he in love with. But you can't lead this double life you finna lead. You can't show up at the mosque with this girl with a mosque outfit on. It ain't gonna look good. I'm just trying to tell you. You're going to have to carry this Muslim thing out the country. <laughs> but you can't do it here like that. Bro, you know good hell well what you're saying. you saying is crazy to move me. Move to Venezuela. But you are in a fight every day battle in white America.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: His words, his words. Why not fight America with one of their own? <laughs> Instead of you standing up throwing (laughs) at white America, let the white girl do it. Let her talk about the president. (laughs) Let her bring up all the issues and concerns for black people. Give her a podium. (laughs) Let her wear your suit. You You put the bow tie on her. (laughs) (laughs) All
7: right, switching gears now. Heineken has pulled their controversial ad. One beer company uh, may need a lesson in optics. Uh, Chance the Rapper blasted Heineken for an ad that seemed blatantly, blatantly racist. The commercial features a bartender sliding a bottle of Heineken light to a woman. The bottle travels past several black people before arriving at a lighter, paler-skinned woman. Heineken released a statement in response saying, while we feel the ad is referencing our Heineken light beer and that light beer is better than other high-calorie options, we missed the mark and are taking the feedback to heart and will use this to influence future campaigns. Chance the rapper called out Heineken speculating that the brewer may have made the ad intentionally racist in order to attract more publicity. So there you go. That ad is crazy. Well,
2: it obviously (laughs) says lighter is better. Mm -hmm. Because you slide this beer past all these black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the bar, a lady walking by, mm-hmm. a black dude playing the guitar, all it slide past all these dark people to this lighter mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is of some other something. Lighter mm-hmm. is better. Wow. Well, come on, man. Damn. You had to slide that past. Why do not you slide it past all them dark-ass beers you talking about? Yeah, that would have made mm-hmm. more sense. See, that would then, then it would have really showed... That your lighter calorie beer is better. Mm-hmm. But you slid it past a bunch of dark, dark people. people. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it out, put it out there anyway. I don't know how high it can taste. I've never had it. <laughs> but based on commercials, Miller, Miller <clears throat>
5: Oh, <laughs>
2: Back All right. And dancing in Miller. I don't even drink beer. I don't even know which one tastes better. But just going off commercial, I'm a Miller, man.
7: <laughs> All right. Coming up in 10 minutes, guys, actor and singer Jussie Smollett, a.k.a. Jamal Lyon from Empire, will be our special yeah. guest. Yeah.
2: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, y'all listen. Our special guest stars as Jamal uh, in Fox's hit show, Woo! Empire. Uh, his role as Jamal allows him to, uh, you know, blend both his acting and his musical skills, uh, which were showcased. He's got a new album. It's called Some of My Music, S-U-M, Some, Some of My Music. Uh, The new season of Empire kicks off tonight. We can't wait to see what Cookie and is up to, what Jamal is up to. We about to find <laughs> out about it. Uh, So let's go. On. Let's find out about this new season of Empire. Please welcome to the show one of your favorites, Jesse Smollett. Woo-hoo, Jesse
7: Yay. Jesse.
12: Good morning.
7: Welcome Jesse. back.
12: Hey y'all. So happy to be back. Where it at? <laughs> even though I just saw Steve a couple weeks ago in Orlando on his show. Yeah, man.
2: Dude look good. You know when a dude look good, you know, and you know you done fell off when he sit next to you and you realize <laughs> Man, I don't look like that no more.
12: Man, Steve is the king. Don't even trip. Don't even <laughs> don't even lie, man. Yeah, so how y'all doing?
2: Oh, we good, man. Hey, hey, listen, man. This new season of Empire kicks off tonight, uh, Wednesday, everybody. Uh, We can't wait. Now, last season ended with some cliffhangers. And Ooh. Lucius is being held captive somewhere. <laughs> uh, how does this new season start?
12: I don't know, y'all. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, no, it's dope. Actually, it's it, this is. It's funny because the first episode is kind of a standalone episode, really, to kind of I don't know um, close out certain you know certain storylines or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. but but it really is to me Moore. Mm. Crazy Nurse Claudia, man, just goes Kathy Bates misery crazy on her. (laughs) Yes,
5: she does. (laughs) But it's
12: funny though, it's funny, it's not funny because I guess it's terrifying to me it's funny cuz i was there uh mm. while they were shooting it but but it's just this classic story of like you know a a, a princess being you know locked in a tower and being saved mm. by her prince on a white horse except the princess is Lucius and the prince <laughs> on the white horse is Cookie so she comes
11: i love it
12: she comes through but it's interesting cuz by the time the episode ends y'all will see Cookie and Lucius getting to a place where you know by the end of the season I don't give too much away but you know it's it's good to see that they're actually starting to tackle certain things that they need in order to kind of bring the family good I'm really trying not to say too much okay. but I'm I'm happy with the ending there's a there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel at the ending of this okay. episode All
6: right that's good news well I got a question for Jamal because, you know Jamal killed Angela Taye Diggs. So what's happening with your character, Jamal, now?
12: He's really kind of seeing... you know, first of all, it's ironic that of all the sons, he's the first one to actually actually kill somebody. I mean, Andre didn't hit some bodies, but yeah. he's actually has killed someone now. <laughs> um, and the show is so—I cr- only realize how crazy the show is when I start doing interviews for it. <laughs> realize how insane <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, uh, but no, he's going to see—you know—kind of a lot of backlash coming towards him personally and for as his career, Aww. for his career, because you know he's kind of a right now kind of an America's sweetheart, if you will. Yeah. And then yeah, Jamal, here he yeah. comes being the the killing Yangsta. someone also that was really respected. No one in the public really knew about the Dubois, about what they were capable of, about what mm-hmm. he was a part of. So he take Tate Diggs character, Angelo, was really respected in the community. So for Jamal to for that to happen, it kinda you know, it goes against him for sure and he kinda has to go in internal, if you will. Wow, <laughs> y'all! There's one episode coming up. I think it's like the third episode back where Robin Roberts guest stars. Oh wow! wow. And she does an interview with Jamal, uh-huh. and it is straight up completely gone wrong. Uh-huh. But I love it. you know, it's just classic, classic pop star uh, uh, mess up interview. So it's it's, it's a good time.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. and I just wanted to make a special announcement to y'all. I've been holding this a secret. Y'all don't know. I'll be guest starring on Empire ah! this year. i you... coming in as Lucius's uncle. And all Lucious's I'm coming uncle. in, I'm just coming in this one episode going to whoop Lucius' ass and just drive off. But
12: Steve, but Steve, but, but, but this is exactly what Lucius' lion needs nobody somebody is an older man to just come in and whoop his ass.
2: I, that's what I said. I'm finna call Lee Daniels. I don't see...
12: <laughs> oh, see how we
2: Steve.
12: You know what? That's what Cookie has now because Alfrey Woodard has joined the cast as Cookie's mother.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we have, you
12: know, Good. I directed an episode this season and I got to direct oh, wow. Alfrey and and Taraji to see Cookie in that vulnerable state, to see Cookie in that, you know, also to to see. Her in a vulnerable state with another female—that it's no com- competition for a company or for a man or anything mm-hmm. like that. It just is a, that vulnerability of a child to their mother, you know what I'm saying? A daughter mm-hmm. to their mother, right. specifically. It's dope. It's it's acting 101. It's like the greatest stuff.
7: Ooh, you will ever can't wait. Oh, can't wait.
2: Oh, <laughs> all this all this so, actor talk.
7: I know. <laughs> So, Jesse, you're not only an actor, we know that, you're an awesome musician. So, tell us about your new music, The Sum of My Music.
12: Yes, it's called Sum of My Music, uh-huh. and it's um, uh, 10 tracks. I just was quietly recording and uh, getting it done. I released it on my own, um, my own uh, record company. Uh, music of sound and it's just all like it's just all love it's 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 out now it's out now and um, we're about to go on tour in may so it's it's all it feels like freedom i'm so grateful that it's finally out
2: it's so if everybody wants to check it out, how do, how do they check it out, Justin?
12: Uh, they can check it out on all music platforms, the streaming, the download. You'll be able to get my uh, the CD at my shows and everything like that. I'm going a, I'm to a release a vinyl at, at some point, so it's it's exciting. But, yeah, right now you can get it all on um, everything streaming or downloading. Right. Now. Absolutely now. The- yeah, man.
7: <laughs> some of my music, S-U-M. Yeah, That's
2: how you spell some. So everybody get it, and then don't forget. Uh, Fox's big hit show, Empire, uh, kicks off tonight, Wednesday. Yeah. We can't wait.
7: I can't wait. Man, I love
12: y'all. Thank you for the, always the support. I love y'all so much. Y'all don't even understand.
7: We love you too. And it sounds oh, like yeah, you're man. living your best life, Jesse.
12: Thank your you so much. Life. I'm trying. I'm trying. All keep on do doing
2: it, man. Keep hitting them over it. the head, soldier. We got love for you. Jesse Smollett, everybody.
7: Yeah. Yo. Empire yeah, back awesome. tonight on Fox. The Lions
2: and the and Steve is coming soon. Yes, yes. Yeah.
4: Lucius. To whoop Lucius. Hey, to whoop Lucius. That's <laughs> all I want to do. Uncle
9: Lucius. Uncle Lucius. This for getting kidnapped.
2: <laughs> yeah. shame on our down? name. What our daddy going to say.
3: <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
2: Hey, get ready for the all-star television event of Easter Sunday. Jesus Christ Superstar, live in concert. It stars Grammy and Oscar winner John Legend as Jesus, singer-songwriter Sarah Bareilles as Mary Magdalene, Alice Cooper as King Herod, and Brandon Victor Dixon as Judas. You don't want to miss this powerful story of the last days of Jesus and the passion of the greatest story ever told. Don't miss this one-of-a-kind event. Jesus Christ Superstar Live this Sunday on NBC.
7: So, why should you act single in a relationship? When you're falling in love, Mm. it's easy to get totally consumed by your new partner Uh and spend all your time with them. It feels great at the time, right? But when Mm. things start to fall apart, it can make it even harder. And one way to avoid that is by maintaining some aspects of singleness while you're in a relationship. What do they
2: mean by that? Maintain some act of singleness.
7: It means like, for instance, having great friends, you know, still having your friends, not just being so into that person that you, you know, shun your friends, don't talk to your friends, don't go out with your friends, things like that. So having great friends takes the pressure off your partner to be everything. No one can be everything to you even if your partner is
2: amazing, you still need your friends. You agree well, still? I agree. Uh-huh. I think that mm-hmm. even in a marriage, you have to maintain some individuality.
7: Yes, yeah, some sense mm-hmm. of self. You know, nobody, exactly. you know, it's
2: it's cool to be joined as one. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but come on now. Yeah. Hold on. Everybody needs some me time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs some, this is what I like to do, and I know you don't care to do it, mm-hmm. but it's just cool if I go do it anyway. Right. My well, wife don't play golf. Mm-hmm. But she know when I hook up with my boys, Calhoun, Blue, and Brandon, I may go somewhere for three days. We going to play golf. We got a little tournament going. Mm-hmm. We be having a good time. Let me go do that so I can rejuvenate my spirit. Miss you for three days. Come, hey baby, how was your trip? Blah 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 blah. She does things on her own separately.
7: Uh-huh. I think that. Yeah, I just want to say, <laughs> Marjorie lives we her best she life. Bawling. Yes,
6: <laughs> we love her. She's in
7: we Australia holding yeah. baby kangaroos. Yeah, none of that be happening
2: if I was there. She's Thailand. in front of the Taj Mahal. Put the kangaroo, <laughs> <for> kangaroo <laughs> down, Before you get kicked. She's with baby elephants. <laughs> I where's the mama? Better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. mama. See, to be. I'm too careful. Marjorie do all that when I ain't around, cause she know getting here well. Uh huh <laughs> no, uh Steve, okay, these so elephants is tame. Hold their <laughs> Wait, nothing we can do with these elephants.
7: Yeah. So, so it, it also says, Steve, have, having a, a good social life outside of your relationship, it keeps you from getting bored, spending time with your besties, like you just said, helps you enrich your relationship, and it lets you both have new experiences that broaden your interests. Also, have your own hobbies. Okay? Have your own hobbies makes mm. you feel that makes you feel more secure about everything right uh-huh. cigars
2: and golf. Are you okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. she don't do either one of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
7: so you need to split your time up evenly between your friends your family your
2: relationship career uh-uh. hobbies and such uh-uh. you no, know that ain't finna happen it ain't finna be even.
7: Yeah, you should definitely spend more time with your family. No,
2: you, you're not getting no even time with your friends as your family <laughs> no. and your damn hobbies. Yeah. So there's two times you ain't here at the house trying to make everybody else okay? Mm-mm. That's yeah. ridiculous.
7: Yeah. And and we uh, ladies love girls' night out. We love, yes, you know. We do. Yeah, hanging out with the girls, maybe catching a movie, going out for drinks and dinner, How whatever. How many
2: girlfriends do you all have, ladies? That you could hang out with. That you hang that you out with? Ask me that.
7: I mean, if it's a group, say like six or seven, if it's a group, maybe even more than that sometimes. It depends. Yeah. 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 That's
6: the, a lot. The, yeah, I have like five yeah. strong girlfriends because mm-hmm. I use that term very carefully. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Girlfriends. Wow. You my my friend. I don't use that term
7: loosely yeah. at all. Yeah. How many so, do you got,
2: five, Tommy? And,
6: <laughs> is that what we're
2: trying to get to? <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: I, I, I just playing. go here. Go and talk
2: to the girls. I am okay, telling care what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, about six to seven or five yeah. girls that y'all so, hang out with. If you all have a girls' night, what does it look like? Give me an idea.
5: Uh, okay. okay,
7: it might go start out something. with it might start out with lunch. It might start out that way. If we're hanging all day, then we might go to a movie. Then we might catch dinner and just you know hang around and kick it at dinner, drink stuff like that.
6: And so for me, not really lunch, but I'll do dinner. We do drinks, go to the bar, maybe happy hour. We have dinner. I like sushi. A lot of my girlfriends, we like sushi, especially my Mm -hmm. best friend, Tori. So we go eat sushi, and then we talk and hang out. (laughs) And we may even, you know, I don't, we won't catch a movie though, because sometimes I get sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Based you make my, sure, yeah, yeah, prior to that. Mm-hmm. So just keep it going. Maybe go to a hotel, listen to some music, you know, like in a bar, you know, something sexy like that, Steve. And I love
7: company. I, I love company. I love having like the girls over, stuff like that. I love having company.
2: That's what Margie does mm-hmm. a lot of, her and her girls. Vicky and Millie they split up time and Tisa, they split up time at each other's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I love that. Go something cool. at the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you somebody's know, always they my house. They have some some catering company bring in orders. Yeah, and they sit around and talk. And they sit around all day they have their little niblets and fried fish nuggets and uh-huh. they do that champagne. Then they go over to somebody else's house mm-hmm. the next time and do the same thing out there, you know. They, they ball rotate. hard. I That's don't cool. That. I don't. I you don't have your guys
7: to... over to the house
2: no I, I ain't I ain't got no time when I'm home I'm by myself I, I can take golf trips with my boy. Mm-hmm. big blue cold quick out of Carolina
7: yeah he's cool we know him then I Calhoun him. Uh-huh.
2: straight oh, yeah. out to Gump Calhoun <laughs> yes. about to move out here to LA though oh wow okay and then uh, Brandon who is my uh, chief legal officer mm-hmm. but also a good friend and me and them, them my dudes all of them married. All of them got kids. All of them got wives. That way, then we ain't got to be up here talking about nothing else. Ain't nobody yeah. trying to bring nothing to the circle that ain't right. Yeah. You know, Ain't nobody trying to tempt nobody. Well, hey, man, we're going to go, but I got these girls. No, no. No, no. No, no. We playing golf. We having dinner. And we keeping school. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. it's a three-day tournament. <laughs> tomorrow, we're going to total the schools again.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: whoever wins the three-day tournament between the four of us, he gets to go in the pro shop and buy whatever he wants the other ones have to buy. Oh, wow. Fair. He wants clubs, shoes, shirts, jackets, caps, whatever he wants, golf, apparatus. He go in the pro shop and buy whatever he wants, and everybody got to. The... That's fair. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. Everybody pitch in and buy it for
6: him. Okay.
2: Then we All take right, turns cool. paying for dinner and drinks that night. I bring I all like the sick this yeah. <laughs> this is cool. All right, I listen. Like more of this craziness. More of the Steve
7: Harvey. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up right after this.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: So let's continue this um, conversation we were having about uh, relationships and things like that. Uh, uh, things that we do separately to keep our own identity, our own se- sense of self, while maintaining. You know, it's still a good relationship with our partners, with our spouses. So, Steve, you Wait, were saying you, you do golf. You go golfing I mean, you know, with the boys. really it, Cigars, you know, yeah. You know, my favorite have vacation a lot of time. is with her. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah.
2: that's my favorite vacation yeah. is with her every year. Yeah,
7: you all go to some baller places. That's mm-hmm. our favorite thing, mm-hmm. uh-huh. man.
2: I mean, it's like, and I only do it once a year, but I work all year long for that moment. Yeah.
5: You
7: and, know? and I know you did, I know you've said that because of Marjorie, you've, expanded your horizon in terms of uh, you know where you go in the world because before you just went to Vegas and that was cool That's with all. you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you were cool with that. <laughs> now, now you're like all Paris over in the- is over there. Yeah. <laughs> Venice is over there. Right. You know, Italy. the Bellagio, South of France, all all there. You know, what what else do you need? Yeah. It's gambling. <laughs> the food is good. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Hmm.
7: And you Shopping. can gamble while you while you eat. And smoke a cigar?
2: <laughs> Why are you gambling, Eddie? Yes. I'd have had a plate bought to the machine. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. While you're in your time. I've been eating chicken wings and everything, playing video poker and smoking a cigar. <laughs> With mm. a free drink in my hand. <laughs> yeah. All that's available. So she changed all of that. My uh-huh. favorite place is no longer Vegas. My favorite place is overseas. Wow. What about that safari you went on? That, that first safari Listen, I believe that every person should see the continent of Africa. I want to do that. one. Mm-hmm. I safari. just think a person should see that. It's it's like the most amazing thing, and they take you right out into the bush. You we're see in the kills. Mm-hmm. You see actual kills. Oh, You'll kills! You'll see a lion running down a warthog. I mean, run, and it's, Wow! He holling the whole time. But do you feel safe? Yeah, we're. Just- like, Oh, I see. mean, there was a couple of moments, man, where I didn't feel safe at all. And mm-hmm. I told the driver, hey, man, I just think we're too close to these elephants. I do this all the time. You're perfectly safe. I know how to work amongst them. I don't give a damn what you know. <laughs> see, don't take I mean, my family up there next to the elephant ass. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't what I want to see. <laughs> I'm not big. to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, they be tripping, man. Them elephants, man. And if, like, you run up into one of them and they and musk, you know, what does that heat. mean? Oh, heat. Uh-huh. And, man, them big bulls, man, they are huge. They not like what you see in the zoo. They eat what they want. There's plenty of food out there. They eat all damn day. They just grow it. Oh, uh, and they huge, man. They're, mm-hmm. It's really scary. I don't like, that's my least favorite thing to do, to ride amongst the elephants. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. us in there so close, I just whispered to the dude, I said, man, you got the bag, this truck on. Did you see uh, gorilla Dog? What, gorillas are mostly mountain, mountainous terrains.
7: Well, no, obviously he Did didn't.
6: a bad question?
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't see no gorillas. According to Steve,
0: Man. I, okay. So you I think Kong out there it just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> just over there sitting? next he
5: was just, just
4: asking over over question. There next to a
2: question. It's a jungle. And I asked him, did he see any gorillas? No, I didn't I didn't, No gorillas. It's, those safaris are not in mountainous areas where gorillas was all you had to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watch a lot of National Geographic. I'm sorry, Tommy, my apologies. Yeah. That wasn't a bad so now
4: that I don't watch what he was. Well, wasn't Geo, a bad so Nah, I'm
2: just... But no, I didn't see no damn gorillas out there on the Sand Getty. And you ain't either. <laughs> all right, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. More of this craziness right after this.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: Yeah, uh, this story is going to remain in the news for a while. The president has his hands full with this one, and he hasn't said anything yet. Uh, also, there's another story in the Huffington Post. We are outraged. It talks about Sandra Bland, Freddie Gray, Sean Bell, Tamir Rice, and Alton Sterling. The list Here goes go on again, and on. Surely. Here we go again, yeah. Carla. The yeah. list goes yeah. on and on of black men, of women, and black children who have died as a result of encounters with law enforcement, and they receive no justice while those <laughs> responsible for their deaths, the same ones who pledge, you know, to protect and serve, uh, yeah. face little or no repercussions. That is ridiculous. It's sad. It, it's it's just, it, it, it makes you so angry. It's like, you know, the, the, there's a vicious cycle. They kill us yeah. and they get off. You know, bottom that's line. It. It's that's, the same yeah.
6: cycle. That's it. Over Shirley. and over
7: yeah. and over again. We watch for justice. We plead for justice. You know, when we when we um uh protest for justice, saying black mm-hmm. lives matter, nothing happens. We get criticized for that,
6: and here we are again. Here we are again. Well, yesterday the bad Well now you see, let me say this too, Shirley okay. Steve, before you come in. Here we go again. Now you see why Colin Kaepernick, do you see why now? Yeah. He took a knee. Do you see why now he was kneeling? Right. This right here that happens over and over. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, truly. and it has nothing to do
7: with disrespecting the American flag or the men right. and women who are in our military, okay? So yesterday, the Baton Rouge police officer uh, uh, will not face any charges in the shooting death of Alton Sterling. That was the news on yesterday. So, uh, Steve, I, you know, this is crazy, right? Another one? Come on. No, That's but it. you and your That's
2: grandmama it. backyard, though. His problem. Nothing happens to these police.
7: Because you're a
2: police, it does not give you the authority to murder someone. This is not against all police. I know a lot of really great police officers, but Mm -hmm. it's the few, the few that get through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Those people that have those preconceived notions of black people, that ain't got no problem putting one down, (sighs) want to have something to do. Shoot a boy 20 times. Who ain't firing back. He didn't shoot the gun that you said he had, that he didn't have. He didn't make one aggressive move towards you. And it requires 20 shots. That's crazy. At one point in time, the Justice Department is going to have to get involved in all of these police shootings and take it off of the state level. Because what's, what's happening is, if it stays on the state level, then the police department does their business. Mm -hmm. We've got to get it on federal level and there has to start to be some type of ramifications and consequences for killing unarmed people. Maybe then it would force police departments everywhere to sharpen their training. There's got to be a way because all these people keep getting shot as black. Mm -hmm. And there's got to be a way to have some type of training. But once again, I'm gonna say this. The problem with the training is, if you notice when you look at gun ranges and all that, all the targets they shoot at, they black.
5: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: They on white paper and they black. And I just think, man, I, that's just me. I just think there's a correlation there. That when you see the black figure, you produce the kill shot. Mm.
7: All right, when we come back, it's just one more thing with Steve's closing remarks. We'll be back right after this.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: Here we are, last break of the day.
2: Once again, it's about sharing uh, the things that I've learned along the way. And one of the things I think is very important that we should talk about, we should talk about blame and excuses. Blame and excuses. Blame and excuses. I'm telling you, man, they serve no purpose. Excuses, first of all, are only good for the person that's providing them. It does nothing for the person who receives it. Have you ever had somebody tell you a reason why they didn't do something and you were counting on them to get it done? And they gave you an excuse as to why? Okay, here's somebody supposed to pick you up in the carpool for work. Now, you done gave your car to your spouse so they could go do what they want to do. Now, you sitting there waiting on the carpool to come pick you up. They don't pick you up. Now they late. Man, I had a hard time getting up this morning, man. I'm glad. But I'm here, though. Whoa, man. That's an excuse. What do you mean you late? You had a hard time getting up. I'm sitting up here waiting on you to pick me up, and you come 45 minutes late. Now I'm late for work. See that excuse? That does okay for I was sick this morning. I didn't feel up to it. That excuse works wonderful for you. But the person receiving the excuse gets nothing. You've got to remove excuses from your vocabulary and your walk in life. See, I don't really accept excuses from anybody in my camp. If you're an employee, you work for me. I don't do excuses because I don't give none. Today, for example, I'm not feeling real well. You know, my sign system kicked in. I'd had a troublesome night last night. I'm not feeling well. But guess what? I came to work on the radio today, and I'll do these two shows I got to do today. Because I, NBC, iHeart, they don't care about my excuses. People who are looking for me to wake them up in the morning, give them a laugh, or give them a thought starter, they're not looking for my excuses. They're just looking for the results. The excuses don't do me no good. Now, there's some days all of us are not up to par. We're not 100%. But I don't care about the excuses. I don't accept excuses because I don't give excuses. The other thing I remove from my life is blame. And once you blame another person, man, this is what happened with blame. Blame and excuses, listen to me. Finger-pointing does nothing because you've heard the old saying every time you point your finger at a person you notice there's three of them pointing back at you once you are in the blame business and the excuse business you forfeit your chance for growth I'll give you an example if you're always talking about it's somebody else's fault and you always have an excuse why something didn't get done or accomplished guess what? Now you can't grow. You can't grow. You can't fix it. Because the reason why it didn't happen or the reason why you didn't accomplish it is because you blame someone else and you have an excuse. Once you start accepting blame and excuses, you forfeit your chance for growth. You kill any chance for change. Sometimes all you have to do as a person is search within yourself and find out what it is about you that you could change that could start producing a better result. But if you always blaming somebody else and providing and accepting excuses from yourself and other people, guess what you've done? You've killed your chance for change. Sometimes you could be doing a whole lot better in life if you would just change. If you would search yourself and change something about you, you would be doing so much better. If you just search yourself, stop allowing excuses to be a part of your makeup and stop allowing blame to be a part of it, and you would discover a lot of this is just you. It could be you. Another thing that blame and excuse it does, it allows you to fail favorably. You know, man, you can just get all right with failing. You can fail favorably because it ain't my fault. And I didn't do it because it was cold outside. So, tada, you allow yourself to fail favorably. That's an ugly spot to be in. But blame and excuses allows you to fail favorably. Like, it's okay to fail because it ain't my fault. Because I have an excuse and it's their fault. Blame and excuses, man, is a very, very dangerous thing out there. Also, blame and excuses promotes a climate of failure. It just premiates, man, throughout your life. And next thing you know, you ain't accomplishing nothing. Because if blaming, blame and excuse is a part of your makeup, you now have promoted a climate for failure. It's okay. It's okay because I have a reason why. Why you didn't finish school? Because it was too cold to go. Why you didn't finish school? Because that test was too hard. I didn't study them two pages. I thought they said the first chapter. She questions us on the first three chapters. I didn't hear that. That's the only reason I fail. And you get all right with it. When you're no longer the reason why something happens, you no longer have control over what happens. Let me say that to you one more time. When you're no longer the reason why something happens, you ain't got to take responsibility. You're not the reason. Stop allowing blame and excuses to enter into your makeup. They serve nobody any good, especially you. Those are my closing remarks. All good. right, now. Good day. Uh, have yourself a good weekend. You better. You better.
5: <laughs>
7: you better. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to clap
2: for my damn <laughs> self oh, just Come up. on, Donald <laughs> Trump. Come on,
5: Steve. Come on.
7: That's what the president does. Yes, man. That's
2: all I'm saying. <clears> too. <throat> Y'all have a great weekend.
7: For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com.
3: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.